Hello, welcome to the Kessler Law Firm podcast. My name is Joe Mancini. I'm a legal assistant here at the law firm. What I'd like to do today is talk a little bit about misconceptions people have about litigation and the criminal process and trials, focusing primarily on trials. TV and movies have given people, I think, the wrong impression, at least a lot of people, how this whole thing works. What you typically see on TV show, a one-hour show, the lawyer goes into the courtroom, gives a very good opening statement to the jury. One or two witnesses might be put on the witness stand. Once in a while, you see a great cross-examination, and the witness breaks down and confesses on the stand that he or she actually committed the crime. And then if that doesn't happen. What you see is the lawyer doing what's called closing argument to the jury. And invariably, that's brilliant and well-written. We break for commercial. Jury comes back and finds uh, the defendant not guilty. Now, what a lot of people take from this is trials are won or lost in the courtroom. And candidly, that couldn't be further from the truth. Trials are won or lost long before uh, the lawyer walks into the courtroom. They are won or lost depending on the degree of work, effort, and attention to detail that took place long before the trial started. Knowing details, knowing the case inside out, looking for all the flaws in the other side's case, and using them at trial, those are the kinds of things that win or lose cases, whether you do that or don't, whether your attorney does that or doesn't do that. And I'll give you some examples. Take a typical DUI case. You will have things that are called field sobriety exercises. I think you're all familiar with those. The touching the nose with your finger, walking in a straight line, what they call heel to toe, one-legged stand, things of that nature. Now, we get a DUI case, and those field sobriety exercises have been done. The very first thing we would do is find out if, in fact, there was a video recording of those exercises. A lot of law enforcement agencies nowadays have either a, a camera in the patrol car or the, the officer himself is wearing a, a camera. Those are very important for several reasons. We get the video, copy that, and then a copy of the report or arrest affidavit, any other documentation that the officer wrote up regarding the field sobriety exercises. And the reason we do that, and it, it can be boring at times sitting there waiting through 35, 40 minute video, but it's important because you'll have the written report where the officer says that so-and-so performed this particular test badly and uh, they staggered. They didn't walk in a straight line, et cetera, et cetera. But you watch the video and you compare it to what the officer wrote in his or her report. And there are occasions where there is a difference. I mean, generous and call it a difference between what's written down and what's actually on the video. For example, we had a case a while back, relatively late at night. Our client was exiting the interstate. You know, on the off-ramp, they were doing some construction work, and there were some barrels, construction barrels, and actually a little concrete wall or something of some sort. Unfortunately, the client clipped that 
concrete wall, triggering the airbag of all things. Even though the client wasn't going all that fast, they were in an unfamiliar area, and it happens. It's late at night, it's not particularly well lit, and bingo. The police arrive on the scene, and fortunately there was video of this. First, the officer wrote that the individual struggled or staggered getting out of the vehicle. Well, on paper, you say, okay, fine, that, that happened. But what the video shows is the client was a very tall person. The client was driving um, a Fiat 500. For folks that aren't familiar with it, the Fiat 500 is a very small car, probably a smaller car than this very tall person should have been driving. Needless to say, they had some trouble exiting the vehicle. One, they had just had an airbag inflate, and I think people know that's that's no picnic. That can be very disorienting to somebody. It can really mess you up a little bit, at least momentarily. So anyway, the video does show this person having a, a few seconds of difficulty getting out of this small vehicle that has just hit a concrete barrier and, and hit in the face with an airbag. And it's perfectly natural. It has absolutely nothing to do with whether or not they were, quote, under the influence of alcohol. The report also states, with regard to the field sobriety exercises, that this person wobbled initially in performing the one-legged stand. Now, what that is, basically, is the officer tells you, choose whatever leg you want to, and you have to lift it up at least six inches off the ground, straight out in front of you, and hold that balancing on the other leg as long as possible. The only sign of wobbling in this case was when this individual was standing there trying to figure out which leg to put up and initially started to raise a leg and there was a slight wiggle, for want of a better term. I mean, that's, that's what it was. That individual then proceeded to keep the leg out straight for over 30 seconds. It got to the point where the officer finally had to say, okay, that's enough, we can put it down. And I've looked at a lot of DUI videos, and I'm here to tell you, I have never seen anybody perform that well and that long on one of these one-legged stand tests. That's why it's important to pay attention to detail. Details win or lose cases. And here at the Kessler Law Firm, that's something we take pride in, and it's a, it's a priority. You don't win a case with a fancy, very eloquent, very well-stated closing argument appealing to their passion and, and going on and on like some lawyer you see on TV. I mean, it just doesn't happen. It's the details. Another issue that comes up in DUIs, obviously, is the breathalyzer. And I think, again, I think most of you are familiar with that machine. And it's, quote, science. And science is, is not to be questioned. Well, candidly, it can be questioned if someone knows what they're doing. And I know Attorney Kessler has been to innumerable seminars regarding breathalyzers, how they work, the chemistry involved, the science involved. In fact, I think he could probably feel strip a breathalyzer uh, with his eyes closed at this point. And in many cases, he knows more about the breathalyzer and how it works and where the flaws are than the, the officer. No offense to law enforcement, but Mike has spent, as I said, countless hours studying and learning about breathalyzers. And even though the result that they seek to introduce a trial may show that you were in fact under the influence, 
a good attorney, an attorney like Mr. Kessler, who has that kind of training and experience, can attack that result, even though a lot of attorneys would throw up their hands and go, well, what are we going to do? Uh, it's a breathalyzer. It's, there's no way to, to, quote, beat it or get around it. Details, details, it's all in the details. If you take nothing else away from this, just remember, the legal things you see on TV are just that. It's all make-believe. It's not reality. So if you want to win a case, if you've got a problem, make sure you get somebody who understands that concept and practices it daily. Thank you. And thanks for listening. And thanks for joining us on the Kessler Law Firm podcast. Whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening to it on your favorite podcasting site, please click subscribe or follow. So next time you come back, our latest podcast will be ready and waiting for you. Thanks again and have a nice day.